1968, a film came out that not only changed the way we forever look at the movie monster, but also the way we look at the horror genre. We realized that in the world of horror, once the apple cart was upset, there was no cleaning the mess up. That film was directed by the man we're going to talk about today, the one, the only, George A. Romero. And joining me today is Chris Rowe and Matt O'Neill, the men behind Raising Money, to get Georgia Star on the Walk of Fame. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Now, um, we all know how important George is. Um, how long ago did they say it was cool for him to have a star? Well, I, I started the campaign for this two years ago. Um, up until George's death, I've been his manager for 15 years. And we started this campaign, um, I guess, probably early spring of 2015 and uh, maybe a bit before that and uh, you know it to get a star isn't as easy as people think it is it's a process and every year every June you go before a nominating committee at the Hollywood Chamber they sit back they select out of the you know 500 800 however many people uh, submit um, I believe they select 25 people for the for the next year so George was passed on the first two years um, and then finally um, was selected in, in 2016 June of 16 to receive the star in 2017 so that's kind of how it started that's that's crazy that it, it you have to go through that whole thing especially for someone of his you know, his longevity and his caliber and things like that. Now, when, now you're, you've said you've been his manager for 15 years. That's correct. And how, now how did you guys first meet? Oh, wow. Well, that's going back a long time ago. I was introduced to George through, um, a client that I had of the time, an actress named Lori Cardill, who of course was his female lead in day of the dead. And I was introduced uh, to George through Lori, and um, I remember being really nervous because this was George Romero, the George Romero. And um, on the way over to his home to meet him, I remember Lori saying, Chris, he's probably more nervous about meeting you than, than you are about meeting him. And I, you know, I laughed and, and had a good, good, good giggle, got to his home, met him. He, I could hear these like monster Frankenstein steps coming down uh, into his den. And he had this beautiful old kind of gothic Victorian home in Pittsburgh. And you could hear the, the pounding of the feet as they were coming down. And all of a sudden from where I was, I could see his feet and then his legs up to the knees and then up a little higher. And then right as he got to the, to the door frame, the doorway, he had to duck down to come in because George was six foot four, almost six foot five. And I remember he, he popped through the door, under the door and into the room. And he goes, hi, I'm George Romero. And I thought I was going to fall over. Oh, man. And I was just like in, in shock. Uh, and uh, we were together for 15 years from that day. That's what that and that's like a it's almost like a movie entrance like something you would see on a big on the big screen the big reveal of the of the the big main character. Um, yes, exactly. That's exactly what it was. And from that day forward, I always called George a gentle giant because that's really what he was. He was this giant of a man, 
yet so gentle of a human being. And um, that was kind of the name that I gave him from that point forward. I have never heard anyone say a bad word about him, ever. Well, there's nothing bad to say. Uh, George um, loved his fans. He loved loved uh, uh, everything that they did to keep his his films alive and going. Uh, George was the type of guy, if you walked into a room, a bar, and you saw him sitting there, you could just pull up a chair and talk to him, and he'd buy you a drink and um, sit there and talk for hours. I actually watched him do it. I remember one time I literally left him and went to bed. It was like midnight and I was exhausted and he stayed up hanging out with a couple of fans that tracked him down at a hotel until 2.30 in the morning. Um, and he just sat in the bar and laughed and talked and told stories and everyone was in awe over that. And, and I woke up the next morning and I, and you know, I knocking on his door and he wasn't answering. And I went, Jesus Christ, did they kill him? Did he die in the night? What happened? You know? And then I saw one of them wandering uh, in, in the, the, the breakfast area, and they said, "Oh my God!" I mean, we 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 laughed and told stories and drank until two thirty, almost three in the morning. And I went, "Oh, okay. Well, that explains why he's not 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 getting up." So that's the type of person he was. He was he was a wonderful human being, and that's why we're hoping that um, uh, fans from from all over the world will help um, help us out with this because it's it's an it's a it's a complicated process. Again, it's not as easy as it sounds. Um, oh, well, let's just get Georgia Star. The Hollywood Chamber, they do not pay for this star. Every star on Hollywood Boulevard is a sponsored star. It's sponsored by a group or an organization, or maybe one of the studios in town will do it because maybe that, that star is attached to a movie that's getting ready to come out. So the studio will flip the bill. Nobody just gets the star. The price tag for just the star is over $30,000, just for that star. Then everything else that goes with it causes it to be, you know, fifty-five dollars to $60,000 for the entire day's activities. That's that's ridiculous. That's crazy. You, you, you know, if you, if you want to honor someone, you shouldn't have to fork out a, uh, a ton of cash to do it. But let's, yeah, uh, Matt's over there. He's like, you want to talk to me now? He's like over there. He's like, you guys are you guys are having your little conversation. Well, how did you first meet George, Matt? Oh, well, that's actually interesting. Is I have actually never physically met George, and it's one of the biggest disappointments that I can say that I have. I grew up in Pittsburgh, um, in major influence, obviously, on my life growing up, watching all of his films and being from there and hearing the stories from locals and friends that I had that I did a lot of theater and local TV and film work back there that had worked with him and people that had done uh, different projects with him that had worked on those original movies even. And it's always kind of been a goal of mine to meet him. And then I just through the grapevine and through working in my career, Chris and I crossed paths and started working with Chris. And it was just one of those things that we're going, oh, we're going to make this happen. You're going to meet George and his star ceremony, you know, hopefully that's coming up. And unfortunately, um, George passed before I got the chance to physically meet the guy. But I feel like just for, you know, the influence he's had on my life that I almost, 
his, you know, I almost felt like I had almost met his essence in a way through through everything else that I've experienced. Oh, it makes complete sense. I mean, I remember I was uh, about to go on stage and perform stand up on the day that he passed, and I get a, a message from a friend of mine just as I'm about to walk on stage, and they say, "Oh, uh, you know, George Romero passed," and, I'm, and I lost my lost my shit. I was like, "You're gonna make me go out there and make people laugh for ten minutes after I found out my hero's dead." Really? I mean, it's like, thanks, thanks, thanks for being the the burden of bad news on a big day for me. That was great. Thanks, buddy. I got I got great friends. But um, now when it comes to um, the star, I mean, do they have a? Is there a place already set out for him once the the funds are available, or is that something that they pick after everything's taken care of, or? No, basically the way it goes is the Hollywood uh, Chamber Star Committee. They're the ones that set up the location where the actual star will take place. Um, so we don't really have a pick in that. Um, and sometimes they'll say, hey, what about here? What about there? But we're in the process of talking about that now. Since George was nominated and selected to receive his star, he will get his star. He will receive his star this fall. It's not even a matter of that. I have already sent through a check for 30000 over 30000 in order to secure that. So it, this whole process is moving forward. It's not a matter of if he gets it. He will have it. It's just a matter of <clears throat> putting all the other logistics in place. We have to still continue to raise money in order to have everything else with the day go off as planned. Nothing, again, is free. Nothing is cheap in Los Angeles to do. So after it's very common after uh, an entertainer receives his or her star, there will be a reception afterwards. Um, along with that reception um, will be invited guests, family members, friends. You're allowed to have several speakers at the actual star ceremony. Um, it, it's very customary that uh, the organization um, or the sponsoring organization bringing uh, bringing in these guests you, you have to provide their transportation you have to send a car to pick them up because of course they're usually locally so let's say you have some major a-list actor that's going to come talk about george or maybe a fellow director well you gotta send a car to pick him up you know, you're looking at just simple transportation. You're looking at about $100 an hour just to have a car go pick him up from his home or her up from her home, uh, fight L.A. traffic, get to the location. You're there at the star location for an hour and a half. Um, you're there before the ceremony to be prepped on what's going to happen. Then the ceremony happens. And then if they go to the reception afterwards for another hour, hour and a half, and then you know, another 45 minute hour drive home. So now you're looking at what five hours you just had that car in service. If you have three speakers, everyone for roughly the same amount of time, you're looking at roughly $1,500, maybe a bit more just in car services. Okay. Right, right. Then of course the, the 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 venue where you hold the reception that isn't free that's not cheap you know you have your food even if you do it on the down low if you plan on having let's say seventy five to a hundred guests come you're looking at anywhere from six to ten thousand dollars seven to ten thousand dollars just to host an event and um, catering simple catering. 
Um, yeah, very basic. Very basic. And then you've got um, commitments that you have to do for um, any bills that you incur, the, you know, the, 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 the printing of the invitations and the booklets and, and um, programs and exactly pictures and, posters exactly so it's, it's just everything that goes along with it it's just racking up racking up racking up um so it, it's it's it seems like it should be a simple process and yet it's not and um i've attended star ceremonies where the bill had to have been a hundred hundred and ten hundred and fifteen thousand dollars um jeez you know, uh, because depending upon where you have it, the venue that you have it, the food that you have, everything. The amount of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just depends. So um, with George's, we've put together, I think, uh, a very uh, respectful um, uh, way of doing it. One that would be something that he would like because George was not Hollywood glitz and glamour. He was very simplistic. And so, uh, but this is, this is something that I think he would be very proud of. I know he was looking forward to the star. He was looking forward to, to, to receiving it. So after George passed, um, I had to figure out how we were going to do these completion funds. And um, Matt is a good friend and, and, a, and, a, and a client. We're working together on some other things. And I said, hey, can you help me out with this? Because I was buried in just all kinds of other stuff going on right after he passed. Funeral arrangements, just, yeah. just all of those things. And um, so we spent a couple weeks reorganizing. Uh, and then uh, now we're back out trying yeah. to finish this because once he passed it kind of changed the dynamic of the whole event you know in a way where before it was a celebration he was going to be there and it was a little bit different tape but now that he's passed it it, it kind of turned the style of the event the approach to the event how we want to do it and pay our respects at the same time to have a bit of a memorial type feel to it as well it it, it just it, you had to kind of regroup from the start almost Absolutely, because George, you know, didn't live in Los Angeles. George lived in Toronto. So there's a lot of people from Los Angeles who couldn't make it out to the funeral. They were filming, they were shooting, they were, you know, unable to make it. So a lot of people from the Los Angeles area, this this will give them an opportunity to come, pay their respects to George, the family, and um, and, and attend this. So it, it did. It kind of grew bigger in size. Um, because of his passing. And we did have to completely change the course of what we were yeah. doing from really just kind of a, a great day-long celebration to kind of a celebration of his life. Um, and it's, uh, you got to make sure that it's done really well. Oh, for sure. Now, do you have a, a list of people that are going to be speaking yet or... We don't have that. I mean, we're working on it now. I mean, there's a long list of people that we've invited to come speak out of the people who say, yay, yeah, we can do it. Then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pick three people. Um, but we're waiting to hear back from every one of those people right now. Uh, again, all of them are star movie stars or directors. They're, so they're all filming, shooting. Um, but those who absolutely can't make it, they've already told us. Those who absolutely want to and might be able to, they've already told us. We won't wrap up the speakers until the uh, probably the very end of uh, September, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, uh, I will say this. I was shocked to find out that Malcolm and George were friends. That's one of those weird things you didn't, Malcolm McDowell. I, didn't, I, didn't, I never would have thought that they would be friends. 
I don't know what it huh. is. I never, I wouldn't, I just never thought that those two people would be friends. Well, uh, I, I don't know why. I think they're almost two peas in a pod as far as matching. But uh, Malcolm McDowell, I've been Malcolm's manager for over ten years, and um, they met through me. I introduced the two of them together, and um, they just hit it off. They hit it off beautifully. And when I mentioned to to Malcolm that uh, we needed to, uh, I needed someone to to kind of do an intro talking about this uh, star completion fund. I mean, he immediately said, oh, well, I'd be honored to do it. I loved you. And um, he goes, I, I, would, I, would, I would love to. He was one who was unable to attend George's funeral. He got the invitation to come, but wasn't able to do it because he was filming his series in New York at the time. And the day of the funeral um, just happened to be one of the heaviest work days that he'd had during oh three, four months back there. So they, they became very good friends and he was very honored to, to help. Now with, with this podcast, what I like to do is we, I usually with my guests, I go in, in depth into a, a single movie while they're promoting their stuff. Uh, this is a little bit different. Uh, this is a tribute to George. So in keeping in that, um, why don't you each tell me what your favorite George movie is and why? Wow. It'd be a bit of a toss-up. I mean, I am a, I'm a massive fan of the original Night of the Living Dead. Um, I love the style of it. I love the black and white. I love the way the approach to the story. I love the ethnic main character that's the heroine that still ends up, because he made a mistake, having his demise at the end. But stylistically, there's a lot in there that I believe is um, um, very Hitchcockian. Almost. There's a couple of shots that are remind me quite a bit of in Psycho with the knife and the shadow work and the shower curtain. He, it was very, very well done uh, on such a minuscule budget at the time and kind of all hands on deck DIY type project. It was it, just stylistically, it, 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 it touches that part of me as a, as a, as a cinema fan. Um, action wise, the original Dawn of the Dead is a great action movie and political piece at the same time with the message that it gives and uh also just out of for fun i because it terrified the crap out of me when i was a kid is uh monkey shines is was another one that i completely love but i grew up watching so many of these it's hard to pick one and i really I, I really grew up watching almost all of them and what about you chris uh it's complicated because um you know, George always had something to say with his movies. I, I, I hear people talk a lot about George and his films. And, oh, God, that was a great kill. Or that was a, you know, you know look at that blast of blood or whatever. Um, but, you know, his films are so much more than that. They always had something to say. Um, he was always making some kind of a political statement or some kind of a statement about us and society. And um, I feel that... Uh, there's a handful of his films that really say something. They all say something, but, yeah. but, but I think there's a handful of them that do. Of course, Night of the Living Dead is kind of what started it all. <clears throat> I'm a big fan of The Crazies. I oh, think yeah. The Crazies is a, is a great film. Um, I mean, if you're anti-government and you're, mm -hmm. you know, want to talk about uh, all of the, the things that our <clears throat> wonderful government's always up to, then I think The Crazies kind of puts a spotlight on that. I'm also a, <clears throat> a really 
big fan of um, uh, a film that he did uh, called uh, The Dark Half, which was um, based on a Stephen King novel. I know Stephen really liked that film. Um, George was was disappointed that it didn't do better. Um, it was with a, a bankrupt distributor at the time, which was Orion Pictures. And by the time the movie came out, um, they were just having such intense financial problems that the film, you know, they just didn't put money into publicity. And yet it was a very good film. Um, I mean, there's other films of his. I mean, certainly, you know, Day of the Dead, I happened to be one particularly that was a favorite of mine. Monkey Shines, uh, I thought was, it was a great movie. Um, Creep Show. I mean, you know, so it just, there's a lot there. Uh, so for me, it's it's really hard to, to pinpoint one film um, when there's really four or five that really yeah. mean something to me. I know mine. Um, I hold up as high as, as Citizen Kane is the original Dawn. That uh, there's a poster on my wall of the the Dawn poster right next to the Great Dictator from Charlie Chaplin, which is another favorite of mine. So I I hold George in the esteem of Orson Welles and Charlie Chaplin when it comes to directing. Uh, And the original Dawn is something I could watch every day for a year and never get tired of it. Uh, Depending on which cut I watch, because there are, what, three, four of them? Yeah, yeah, there's three. Now, now here's a question I have for you, and this isn't uh, uh, about the, uh, the star. I went back and watched Document of the Dead, the documentary that they did about uh, Dawn. He says in there that they shot an alternate ending for Dawn of the Dead. Is that going to surface at all, ever, you think? Well, I mean, you know, George's former business partner, Richard Rubenstein, owns the rights to that movie. So God only knows if that even exists anymore, what kind of condition it's in. I mean, you know, who knows? Uh, That's certainly something that I don't know. But, uh, you know, it'd be great to see it, of course. Um, And, you know, knowing Richard, he'll be looking for an angle to to make money now. So, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll dig it up if he can, if it's uh, if it's usable. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not his biggest fan right now, but uh, I don't think I have been for a while. But I'm also looking forward to the Arrow box set that's coming out um, between Night and Dawn, with all of George's movies in between. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. I mean, Martin's not in it, though, which is a little weird. Well, that's because Richard Rubenstein. Ah, uh, there's that name again. Yay. But um, those are the two titles of George's that he still has uh, complete control over. So you probably won't see that, but I would imagine that the Arrow box set will do quite well now that George has passed. Uh, you know, they'll they'll make bank on it, um, uh, and uh, you know, I, I can't say I'm excited to see it come out. Um, uh, you know, uh, I I'm still kind of in my own shock dealing with all of this still um, because none of it seems real. Oh, um, I'm dealing with things for the estate every day, and and dealing with um, um, scripts and, and just stuff that you deal with. Um, so to me, it's almost as though he's not gone. Um, you know, I'm dealing with the star ceremony, which I was dealing with before he passed. Um, uh, I'm, I'm still dealing with, the, you know, merchandise and trademark stuff. So it's like we're, we're I'm kind of submerged in it still. So it doesn't seem real. 
Um, I even find myself sometimes talking to people going, well, let me get back to you about that. I'll talk to George. And then I catch myself and go, well, I guess I can't do that. So, um, you know, I'm kind of the more stuff I see in the news and the more things that happen kind of uh, uh, makes me realize that it's it's uh, this is real. This isn't a nightmare. And um, uh, so the release of it, I guess, is bittersweet for me. Yeah, and uh, I I plan on watching the crazies and the new uh, the new transfer on a nice big screen TV in honor of him, and because uh, I think that film was very underrated, very underrated. Yeah, it was, and I mean, fortunately, the remake was different enough from the original. It was almost not like being a remake. It was kind of its own film, fortunately. Right, definitely. Um, the same way with the Dawn of the Dead remake. I mean, it, it really wasn't a remake. It was yeah. a very different movie, fortunately. And um, I liked that. I was very happy that it was uh, you know, not a scene-for-scene scene remake like like that horrible psycho remake that was done oh, geez. years ago. Yeah. Uh, what's funny about the Dawn remake is two things. One, I think I would have enjoyed it more if it wasn't called Dawn of the Dead. I think if it was some, called something else. You know, because it just, I don't know, the running zombies. I know George had a thing about that. But the second thing is, is I'm, I live in Wisconsin. Those islands they talk about going to, yeah, I'm 90% sure there are no islands in the middle of Lake Michigan that you can go to to avoid the zombie apocalypse. So, you know, and that's the funny thing is Zack Snyder's from Wisconsin too, and he didn't realize this when he read it in the script. I mean, come on. That's just, that's just Shoddy filmmaking, people. Come on. Plus, if you watch, the K- the KFC box is written in French. So it's like, we don't have any French KFCs in Milwaukee. That's just a thing. I'm sure you don't. Yeah, that's that's nothing nothing French about that. But, uh, the gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for coming on. Uh, the link will be in the description for the, of this episode to go and to uh, donate money to the Star Fund. It's at generosity.com. Uh, if you want to don't want to click links because you don't like doing that, which is weird. Uh, you can go to generosity.com and just look up uh, George Romero, George A. Romero Star Fund, uh, Star Ceremony, rather. It should it should be there. Uh, again, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on. And now, where can people find you on social media if that's your if that's your bag? Well, well, one thing I just want to say um, that I think is really important about this: um, people say. Uh, well, why should we fund this? Uh, you know, these celebrities are rich. Why don't they take care of this themselves? Again, this this has nothing to do with them. In fact, there are many, many actors and various celebrities who could care less about having a star on the Walk of Fame because they think the thought of paying for their own star is silly. This is for George. This is for his legacy. Yeah. This is for the countless numbers of people who never got the opportunity to meet him now, if they come to Los Angeles and they see that star, they kind of have that moment. That's they have their photo taken. You see it every day. Hundreds of people. Um, they have a place to pay their respects. Yeah, they have a place to pay their respects and get their photo taken. So this is this is not about the actor, or the director, or or the entertainer paying for their own star. This is about having a place where people can show their respects. It's almost like a gravestone in a way. Um, uh, To to many, 
Um, and this is, this is about his legacy. This is about people in 15, 20, 30, 50 years. They'll be able, providing we're all still here, be able to walk up Hollywood Boulevard and see George Romero's name and, um, and stop and, and, and get their photo taken with yeah. it. So this is the way I look at it. And maybe it's just me, but if every person who reads this posting, this crowdfunding posting, if we have a thousand people and we've had 11 and a half thousand people look at it, but if we have 11 or uh, 1000 people each just donated $5 each or $10, you're looking at five to $10,000 right there. We're not talking about a lot of money. We're not talking about food away from your table and your children and your dog or cat or bird. We're talking about a star, two Starbucks in a week's time. We're talking about yeah. a beer. We're talking about, you know, maybe that extra dessert we didn't need. It's George was so good to his fans and he gave 300% of himself when they met him. And I know many, I know hundreds of people through the years, over 15 years, I know hundreds of people who, you know, they have their license plate uh, in conjunction with something Romero. Everything is Romero. They sent George gifts all throughout the year, birthday, Christmas, Halloween, this, that, and the other. I can see who makes these donations and I'm not seeing not one dollar from a lot of those people. And I find that to be really disappointing because these are the people that I saw George dozens of times buy drinks for, buy meals for fans. I'm not even talking about the people that he knew professionally or people that were in his film. I'm talking about just fans, just people. And if everyone just threw in that $5 or $10, it's not a lot of money. Hell, you could put in $1 and at yeah. least you contributed. So uh, again, I think people have to get it out of their headspace that it's, well, the celebrity should pay for it. This has nothing to do with the celebrity. Basically, the celebrity is just showing up to give his or her uh, a thank you speech. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the rest of it is their legacy left on the Walk of Fame. In George's case, George isn't even here to to, to, to see it any longer. And it's a beautiful tribute to him. Let's look at it like this. George will be the only current genre director to have a star on the walk of fame. Carpenter doesn't have one. Landis doesn't have one. Toby Hooper doesn't have one. James Wan eventually will get one, there's no doubt. But when you look at the classic guys, the classic guys, Romero's the only one. And I think it's a, it's a great tribute to the impact that he had and the impact that he continues to have on filmmakers, young filmmakers, and people still catching on that his movies mean something. They had something to say. Yeah. So, they still hold up. They still, the they, they still hold up. So, again, this is not a big deal. And by the way, I certainly have made my contributions. Matt's made his. There's a lot of people who have made their contributions already. So we're not asking a lot. 
We're not asking, look, if you want to do the higher options, great. If you want to come out and be a part of it, there's some great options there. Uh, you know, uh, you know, one of the options is basically you're there the entire day. You're there with the family at the star ceremony. Then from the star ceremony, you go to the private reception with all the VIP guests and all the people. You get your photo taken with Georgia's star plaque. Uh, which nobody gets, yeah. uh, you know, unless your friends or family. Then that evening, there's uh, a tribute to him at a local theater. Again, there's a reception before. There's a, a, a whole onstage panel of guests that will be talking and then a screening of one of his films. There's a lot of different options. If you're that diehard fan, don't let, well, George isn't really there, detour you because – He's absolutely there in spirit in every single way. The entire day is is built and designed for him. And for those people who really love George, um, I think um, if they can and they can afford that, then great. But if they can't and they want to do something instead, given a dollar, given five dollars, given ten dollars or whatever they want to give is completely um, up to them. And it's greatly appreciated by us and uh, family and um, all of those who really love George. Uh, this is a great send off for him. So I hope people help if they can. And um, there's no contribution that's not accepted. Um, but what does bother me, um, it's the people who could contribute, who spent a lifetime, like I said, George, we love you, George, we love you. Um, George would, you know, buy them drinks and gifts and this and that and dinners, uh, but, you know, they can't throw in a buck or five bucks or ten bucks. That's unfortunate to me. That's ridiculous. And I would also like to add on to that is if every time, if you're a fan of The Walking Dead and every time you watch that show or buy merchandise based on that show, if, if it wasn't for George, there would be no Walking Dead. Absolutely. It, it's, it's a, that's very safe to say, yes, there wouldn't be. Um this, this could be wrapped up in seconds if, if all of those fans uh, each clicked on and donated a dollar, three dollars yeah. each or two dollars each, it would be done. Um, again, he was a wonderful human being that um, unfortunately, and this I will say, um, he never really received the love and the accolades while he was alive. Uh, and that is true. And I know George at times felt um, a bit left out when shows like The Walking Dead and other franchises went off and became these huge um, hits. Um, but he, he was never asked to, uh, to, to do some of his. And he, look, I'm reading the scripts. I'm seeing all the, the, the beautiful things that he's written. I mean, there's like 32, 33 scripts hanging around here. Uh, that, that he's written and there's some beautiful stuff and he didn't get a chance to do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people. He really deserved that opportunity. He, he really did. did. He, he deserved it. And, um, I know it was, uh, you know, pretty sore at times because he didn't get the opportunity to do it. George being an indie filmmaker, he wasn't asking for the world. He wasn't asking for $50 million. He yeah. was just asking for a decent budget to be able to go out and do something. Now that he's passed, you have all these film enthusiasts and historians and professors and, and, and people coming out going, you know, if it wouldn't have been for George Romero, we wouldn't have this. And George Romero started that and this and that and the other. And uh, I'm going, well, God, 
why didn't you guys say this while he was alive? Yeah. You know, why didn't you guys say all of these things? So he could have read it, known how much he was loved and appreciated from that community. I'm not talking the fans because he knew he was loved and appreciated by the fans. Um, but, uh, you know, Hollywood. Well, that's why he was kind of this guy that loved to do his own thing, and he didn't—he didn't stick to the Hollywood way of doing things because um, he had his own way of doing it. Which Hollywood, you know, they were not always knocking on the door uh, to say, "Hey, George, let's see what you got." So um, I, I think that this is, in a way, kind of um, you know, this this isn't uh, for Hollywood. This star isn't. This is for the fans, and that's how he felt about it, and. Um, so I hope to see some of you down on Hollywood Boulevard um, this, this, this late October when George receives his star. And um, if you do donate, thank you so much for everything. If you can't. Those that have, thank you already. Yeah. yeah and, uh, you know, for those who have, absolutely thank you. And those who can't, uh, well, look, I'm sure there's a good reason. Right. Well, now, real quick, now that you, you, you mentioned you were reading scripts and so forth, I have two small questions for you. One, uh, there was a lot of rumors of uh, Empire of the Dead make, being made into a TV show. Is that still going on? Well, who knows? I mean, you know, the premise exists for it. And the, 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 the scripts are there for it. But that was kind of in the works long before he passed. Right. Um, but So that's certainly a possibility. It's going to be an expensive project to do, but certainly if, if uh, someone wants to do it, it's there. And now there's another dead movie coming out, too, that he's not – obviously he didn't direct it, but uh, he co-wrote it. Uh, well, uh, yeah, it's called Road of the Dead. Right. Um, I mean, it's not confirmed yet. I mean, you know, no one has dumped the money into it to, 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 to make it yet. I hope it comes out. We'll see. You, you never know with any of this, but um, – it's a it's a nice script. He helped co-write it, and uh, hopefully it'll it'll see the light of day. I hope so. There's a lot of other scripts here that have nothing to do with uh, zombies in any way that hopefully see the light of day. There's a lot of beautiful uh, Romero properties here. Well, that's fantastic. I really hope they do. And folks, like we were just talking about, go to generosity.com. Look for the George A. Romero uh, Star Ceremony or look at the link underneath the description of this uh, podcast and you can go and donate as little as a dollar. I mean, if if you enjoyed even one of his films, a dollar, it's a dollar. I, I think I have a dollar on my couch cushions. Do you guys, Can I send you guys change in an envelope or do I have to do it online? I mean, that's... Hey. That, Whatever works online is great. That's for sure. <laughs> we won't we won't uh, turn anything down. That's for sure. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you both so much for being on. Uh, like I said before, where can people find you on social media if that's something that you do? Uh, well, I have um, MattOneal.net has links to my social media with my Instagram, and I have a Facebook page and a Twitter handle. Um, look up Matt O'Neill. And or Matt.O for my Instagram. All right, fancy. And then you, Chris? And I'm so, um, what do you call it? You're too busy tech. for social media. Tech, un <laughs> tech unsavvy. I mean, I have staff that takes care of all of that. I have Facebook and under Chris Rowe Management. And, um, you know, that's where you can find uh, some of this stuff. But, uh, you know, just shoot me a call or a text or. Or an email, you know, don't yeah, post yeah. on social media. God, I don't know how often I check that. 
Fantastic. Well, again, thanks so much for being on, guys. And I am, uh, I'm not going to hope for success because this is going to work out. This is going to, this is going to be awesome. It will happen, and it will be awesome, no matter what. This will happen. It's not even a matter of if. It will happen. It's already moving forward. I just want to be able to give George the proper send-off that he deserves, and um, I think that there's uh, there's you see these crowdfunding projects happen, and you see sometimes tens of thousands of dollars raised for the silliest things, like really silly things. And, uh, you know, I'm not in charge of those. I'm not putting those things together. So I guess what I think is one thing and what whoever puts it together is another, but I'm telling you, some of them are really, really silly. Oh, they are. They are. And, you know, you see the money raised. Look, I love the fact that uh, right now, Tens of thousands, maybe millions of dollars is being raised for hurricane relief. That's wonderful. Absolutely. That's, As it should. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, I'm certainly not trying to take away anything from anyone that's been displaced or disenfranchised from that or, or any other disaster that happens or illness. Um, but I think um, George had enough fans, uh, and I got to see him up close for 15 years traveling all over the world with him at conventions. Um, and I, you see the line go on for three days straight, five, six, seven hours a day, nonstop. There's enough people that if they threw in that dollar or five dollars, uh, we would hit our goal uh, overnight. To yeah. be quite honest with you. So, sure, um, you know, again, whatever people we can do, we appreciate uh, everything, and uh, you know, no amount is too small. You know, I suppose even if you want to do fifty cents, we'll take that too. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a couple thousand of those. We, you know, you go. we got something to work with. There you go. Again, thank you guys so much for being on. And in George's words, from my favorite film and hopefully yours as well, we got this, man. We got this by the ass. <laughs> <laughs>